Amen. Go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. I had to get off my, my other sermon. The Lord wouldn't let me do it. But you'll see. I'm going to ask a question. What is the most precious gift you have? Wouldn't you say it was Jesus? Wouldn't you say that? I would. I, I want the day, the day I got saved, greatest day of my life, November the 11th, 19, I was going to say 65, Lord have mercy, no, that's Lisa's birthday, 1975, I got born again, November 16th, greatest day on the earth to me. You know, someone says, well, you were looking for God, I wasn't looking for him, he found me. And I'm going to tell you, the day that I got saved, I cried all the way home. I was so excited I wasn't going to hell. I didn't know, I didn't know how stupid I was until I got saved. I didn't know to look for God. But my mother prayed for me and I got born again. And, and there's nothing more precious to me than Jesus and the blood of Jesus. There's nothing. And I wake up every morning and thank him for his blood. Thank you for what you did for me. But as much as powerful as that is, and it is, no, and I will not make light of that. That is not the only gift God gave you and I. There's another gift that he gave the church because it's necessary. And that is the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to preach, to, I'm going to preach this morning on tongues. Now, I know you know it. I'm not preaching it because you don't know it. I'm preaching it because you leak. You're just leaky. And every once in a while, we need to come back and revisit a truth and pick it back up. Now, Jesus is God. Nobody would, nobody would argue with that. When did he become God? He was God in the manger. He was God when he was 12 years old. He was God. He walked the earth. But listen. Even though Jesus was God, God required him to lay his deity aside and come to the earth as a man. When we say the name Jesus, I want you to understand that God had to take on humanity and he had to leave all of his deity behind him. All of it. He was not allowed to walk in any of it on the earth because in order to defeat Satan, he had to defeat him as a man. So Jesus' name is not Christ. Jesus' name is Jesus. And it is the name of a man that beat the devil and, and conquered death, hell, and the grave. And when he walked the earth and when he, when he came here, though he was God, he couldn't do what he needed to do without the Holy Ghost. Amen, right. And neither can you. Amen. Don't you think about that. Because we have denominations right now, and God bless them, they're good people. They're not, uh, I, don't, I don't look down my nose at any man born again. That, they're son of God. But we have whole denominations right now that don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And though they're born again, they have no power. They don't have any power. They're just kind of like, get saved, make it through, and go to, see, go to heaven. Uh, there's a little bit more to that, more to it than that. 
But there is no power. One of the things that the church in America and the world needs right now more than anything else is power. Did Jesus need power? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Acts 10, 38, with the Holy Ghost and what? Who went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil. Now, Jesus needed the Holy Ghost. Say, I do too. Now, I'm going to read something to you. And when I read it, I want it to, I want it to kind of go off into you this morning and make a big bang in your soul. Acts 1, and we're going to start with verse 4. And being assembled together, he commanded them, Do not even leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You've heard from me. Now, you say, well, I thought that Pentecost was the first day of the church. Well, you would be wrong. Because when did Thomas get born again? When he saw Jesus, and Jesus looked at him and said, You believe in me because you saw me. Blessed are those who believe in me and never saw me. And he called him Lord, and he, it ain't Pentecost yet. Thomas got born again long before Pentecost. And when John went into the tomb and saw the empty tomb, it says that he looked in the tomb and he believed. Right? So we've got the church. So who was the first born in the church? Who's the first person in the church, born again. Jesus. Bible calls him firstborn from the dead. You want to hear the rest of the sermon? Come back Easter. All right. So, so then we've got in John 20, it says Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Well, did he give them the Holy Ghost and then later get the Holy Ghost again? No, because when you got the Holy Ghost first time, the Holy Spirit came in them so that they could be changed from a sinner to a saint and be born unto God and become a son of God. Well, if that was enough, God would not have told them, don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with what? Let's read it. I want you to read this because I want you to understand. And the Holy Ghost is on me real strong right now to get you to understand. You and I don't have a problem. We were not born into a day that is bigger than the God in you. You and I are not going to go through, oh, it'll be hard. No, it depends on whether you are full of the Holy Ghost or not. Now, if you want to go through the days ahead empty, go for it. You're a goofy thing. But you don't have to. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to run around with your mind running around, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. Uh, you don't have to run around with no peace and no joy in the Holy Ghost. You can live in the time we're in victorious over all the work of the enemy just like Jesus. Now Jesus did not come for a defeated church and he's not sitting up there right now and going, oh shoot, the pandemic. Oh, it's going to get rough on him. Uh-uh. Say no. So, so, so let's go back a minute. Let's go back. It says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. How big is the Holy Ghost? Now, how many demons were on Jesus in hell? How bad of a day do you think Jesus was having in hell? 
real bad day. It was called hell. And I know that y'all have gone through stuff, but you ain't never been through that. And if the Holy Ghost could get Jesus out of the region of the damned, raise him from the dead, heal all that the Roman soldiers did to his body and bring him up and clothe him and set him at the right hand of God. The Holy Ghost can get you out of anything that you're in right now and cause you to be more than a conqueror through him. So let's, oh, I hadn't even read my scripture. <laughs> Verse five, God baptized with, okay. John truly baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they said, what about the last days? And he said, don't worry about the last days. When you coming back, don't worry about when I'm coming back. It'll be all right. We got work to do before I come back. Everybody wants to know, come back, Lord Jesus. We're all praying, come back, Lord. And, and he's, he's, there's still work to be done down here. You ain't going home. You ain't checking out. No, you ain't checking out. It's not for you to know the times or the season the Father put in his own authority. And there's nothing you can do about it. He's got a date and you ain't going to change it. And the church is not going to change it. And in that day, we're going to leave and leave it to them. And when we do, they're going to wish they had listened to us. There is wrath coming and we won't be here. Like Andre Crouch, soon in a very soon, we are gonna see the king. Yeah. All right, but right now ain't today. <laughs> yeah, 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 Jeannie, go, go, Jeannie. Verse 8, and you shall receive what? Power. Power. How much power? All of it. You will receive power. You will be powerful. God wants his church powerful. When the Holy Ghost has come on you, and you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and Judea, and Samaria, and Apopka, and all the rest of the earth. Now, what's the Greek word witness? It's the Greek word martyr. Well, that does not mean you're going to die. But it does mean that the Holy Ghost coming on you is going to cause you to not be so self-centered and to think about somebody other than yourself. Now, the Holy Ghost will make us powerful. And that's why he gave us the Holy Ghost. Now, let's, let's look at one more. We'll go Acts 2. Acts 2, verse 1. And I got to remember that every once in a while, we get a denominational Christian in here. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to tell you first, we love you. We, we, we believe your family, even though some of y'all don't believe we are. Tongue-talking, devil-chasing, holy rollers are Christians. It's just that you've made Jesus resident and we made him president. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, now, let's go back here a minute, and let me say, say something to you. Are, are denominational people Christians? Yeah. Do they love Jesus? Yeah. Are they going to heaven? Yeah. Do they have any power? No. Not a drop. 
Do they have revelation knowledge? No. Do they have joy? No. How do I know that? Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. To the degree you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're full of joy. To the degree you're not, you're not happy. How am I doing, Jeannie Bowser? Glory be to God. I'm doing good. So Jesus said, I know you guys love me. I know you're saved. Don't leave a popka. Don't, don't get up. Don't go out in the world. No, let me make a statement to you. Let me make a statement. Don't go out in the world without a Holy Ghost. Because, see, here's what you'll do. You'll go to Africa and say, we need to build a hospital. Let me tell you something, you numb nut. Jesus never built a hospital. If you can lay hands on the sick and they recover, why do you need a doctor? You don't need a. If you have, now if you're backslidden, you need a doctor. I didn't say that, did I? Well, not everybody. I mean, I've had doctors before. Some doctors are good. Amen. But you know, Jesus didn't send us all in the world to build hospitals. Or, or. Don't, don't get mad at me. Just, just don't throw nothing. Could God feed people in a third world nation? Yes. He can turn Africa into the Garden of Eden. If they'll worship him, if they'll get full of the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues, then he can turn the whole Sahara Desert into a garden. He don't need your money. He just needs you to go do what he told you to do. You go preach Jesus and let me have it from there. Okay. Well, we have done all kind of stuff to help him out. And all right, Acts 2. And when the day of Pentecost fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues. Say tongues. As a fire, as one said on them. Now, let me tell you something. The only people that are ashamed of tongues is the church. Well, I'm going to come over here and preach, and I'm going to preach to Josh Brown for a few minutes. See, here's the way we do it. Come up here, and we'll lay hands on you and pray in the Spirit. Not too loud. It'll bother somebody. I don't really think that's the way God thinks. Do you? So on the day of Pentecost, why did he blow the doors open and the windows open if he didn't want anybody to hear him speaking in tongues? You know why God gave me a big mouth? He wants you to hear me. <laughs> I was in Denny's one day and I was, I was um, talking to a lady that was getting remarried. And I don't meet with women. And now I give it all to Lisa. But I just don't meet with women. Because, man, you want to talk about getting messed up. I mean, my whole ministry would go down the tubes if someone even thought I had a girlfriend. Right. Okay. Amen. Much less. So I don't even take pictures with women. I just don't. I just leave women alone. I have one, and she's more than enough. I have a hard enough time taking care of her, much less another one. I don't know how Mormons do it. I think they're crazy. But anyway, I'm in Denny's and I'm talking to this lady 
and, and, and I'm having to counsel with her, and I wanted to meet in a place where nobody would think that I was doing anything wrong, and so I'm talking to her, her about, and she had all these questions about sex. Women have questions about sex too. And so and she is greatly concerned, and so I'm talking to her, and on the way out, everybody in Denny's came up and shook my hand and said, you're a good pastor. I wish every pastor would help their parishioners with that subject. Everybody. And I looked around and, I, and everybody's looking at me. And I had no idea that everybody can hear me talk because I was whispering. My wife said, you don't know how to whisper. So I never did that again. So now I come in the sanctuary over here in the back corner and whisper, and Lisa can still hear me. You can't hide nothing from Lisa. She hears everything. The woman has ears in her ears. And she wakes me up in the middle of the night and says, there's a roach crawling up the wall, and it's driving me nuts. And I'm going, turn your ears off. The kitchen sink is dripping. Get up. And I'm going, lady. Never mind. That's too much information. So, there came a sound from heaven, a rushing mighty wind filled the house where they were sitting, and God's not ashamed of tongues. And there appeared to them divided tongues of fire, as one set on them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So how do you know you're filled with the Holy Ghost? You speak in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues, you're not filled with the Holy Ghost. You may be born of the Holy Ghost, but you're not, you're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, why did God want you to speak in tongues. Why? Why in the world? Now let's, let's go to Romans 8. Doesn't that seem odd to you that God would want you to pray in Swahili? Does that make, now these guys right here probably understand Swahili. I know one word in Swahili, Simba. Kuna Matata. Okay, okay. That's actually Swahili. Why would an intelligent God want you to babble? And that seemed kind of weird. Because God wants to bypass your brain. Now, he's sitting up there in heaven and going... Well, I know that they're now sons and daughters of God. And Jesus looks at him and goes, yeah, but they don't know nothing. And we don't. How many devils do you think are after you right now? You don't know. What is Satan's plan this week for you? Why are some of you depressed. You don't even know. Why are some of you, though you've stood for healing, it hasn't worked? Come on, preach that. Why? You don't know. You don't have enough information. So God could take you to heaven and in like in a million years teach you something. But right now he's got to leave you here. And so they have a dilemma. They need to pray 
and they're ignorant. I don't want them defeated. We have to help them. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, we need them to pray when they don't know what they're doing. Come on, y'all. See, God can't answer a prayer you didn't ask. And you can't ask a prayer when you don't know what you're doing. So he said, I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. He's the, my Holy Ghost. He's the same Holy Ghost that helped me. He's the same Holy Ghost that made the earth and the universe. And the, he's the same Holy Ghost. He is, the, he is the third person of the Godhead. And he knows everything. He knows everything about you. He knows what's going to happen to you this week, next week, and next year, and in 10 years from now. He knows everything. And he's inside of you. And some of you have him locked up with a chain. Don't you get out down there and embarrass me in church this morning. If there ought to be people who are not ashamed of the Holy Ghost, it should be us. Now, I've got to stop here for a minute and think about, to tell you about this. You see, a lot of times when I'm preaching like this and I start talking in tongues in church, I've had people get up and make it through those doors, bam, bam. And through the other doors, bam, bam. Because they don't think that Christians, especially Pentecostals, should do that. Like you know. And so obvious you don't know nothing. Because God's not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. He's not ashamed of tongues. And we're not supposed to be ashamed of tongues either. God did not give it to you for you to go in your prayer closet and go. Amen. Now, let, let's talk about one more thing. Where do you think you live? In Florida. In Orlando. Have you not been around here long enough to know that every nationality on the planet is in this city? Listen, we got Chinese. I don't know how that means, but that's how I think. I got it. I'm not trying to offend anybody on the back row. But... And then we got Germans. Why do they always talk like they're mad? You know, my grandfather was German. And then we got Spanish. I mean, if you, I speak Spanish, but if you can't speak at 100,000 miles an hour, you're just not Spanish. You know how they know that I don't speak Spanish? Because when I say, buenos dias, they go, you are not Puerto Rican. Because to them, it's like, buen dia. Buen dia. But you live in Orlando, folks. Listen to me. Everybody out there speaks in another language. You're not weird. They just think you're from another country. Or Disney. 
I walk around praying in tongues out loud all the time. And boy, when Justin gave me those little white things that you put in your hair, what are those things called? What are they? Huh? iPods. And, it, and it, my phone, I don't even have to answer my phone anymore. I, what's it called? AirPod. It hooks to my iPod and my iPhone and my eyeballs. Well, it was really neat the other day. I had them on, and the phone rang, and I went, hello, and it answered. I went, whoa, that is cool. And it's, you know what's, why does Siri think she can stick her nose in my room? There's times Lisa and I are in the living room talking, and Siri will go, well, I'll tell you what I think no, about it. Google's the worst. Google's Shut up, Google. We didn't ask you, squat. We asked Google one time, was he saved? No, her. Her, her. She gave us a bunch of scriptures, and I went, that's pretty good. No, she said, I'm not sure, but I have a good friend that I can ask. I asked Siri one day if she knew Google. <laughs> yeah, she, she, did. she said, I've been trying to get to know her lately. In other words, yeah. we don't talk. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Have you ever thought, we've ever seen the day you're like walking around talking to your stupid phone yeah. and it's talking back? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I have found out that she knows where all my scriptures are that I don't know. Yeah. Where's this scripture? And she'll go, well, I think I found what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why are we bothered by tongues? Why do we feel that we need to subdue this? Why do we not pray in tongues in church? Why do we not sing in the Spirit? To the degree you're full of the Holy Ghost. You're free and you're victorious. To the degree you're not. You're dried up like an old biscuit. The church right now needs to get full of the Holy Ghost. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. If you're having marriage problems, you need to pray in tongues. Because you wouldn't be so cranky Amen. if you'd get off alone and get full of God and get full of the love of God. Sometimes I come out and my wife goes, you didn't pray in tongues a lot this morning, did you, baby? <laughs> what do you make think of that? Lad? What did you think of that? <laughs> you need to go back in your room one more time and don't come out until you pray it up. You see, uh, let's, 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 let's just get serious. My, my flesh is not saved. I mean, without the Holy Ghost, I will slap some of y'all. I'm going to slap them. I'll pop the fire out. Take my flip-flop off and whip your butt. <laughs> Don't tell me you had never thought that. You just, oh, I'll whip you. And you know what? I read the book on love, and love is patient, love is kind. Half an hour later, man, that didn't do me a bit of good to read it. 
And I'm going, Lisa, baby, I'm really trying. But it's amazing when you spend time praying in the Spirit how much nicer you are. Nothing bothers you. You're full of peace. You're full of joy. All the confusion is gone. It's really, the, one of the reasons the Spirit of God wanted me to preach this today is that we're not taking advantage of the gift. You have the gift to put you over in every area royally. And we're relying on our head. Amen. So I told you to go to Romans 8, didn't I? Romans 8. I got to get over there. Now li listen to this. Are y'all all right? You better say amen because the less, uh, listen, if I don't see you full of God, I'm keeping you way past Baptist o'clock. You better get happy. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. And honey, if he don't help you, you will stay weak. Now that's a powerful statement. He didn't give you a gift that you don't need. He gave you a gift. You need the gift. Jesus needed the gift. Jesus would not have made it. Christ would not have made it without the Holy Ghost. You won't either. You can be powerful or you can be pitiful. I think I'm going to be powerful. All right, let's read this. Likewise, the Spirit helps you in your weaknesses. You don't know what to pray for as you ought to pray. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for you with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches your heart knows what the mind of the Spirit because he's making intercession for the saints according to the will of God. All right, now listen to what I'm going to say very, very carefully. See, so often we've been taught about praying in the Spirit. We're trying to tell the Holy Ghost how to pray. Now, Holy Ghost, I want to pray about that. That's my problem. And he goes, no, I don't want to pray about that. I want to pray about that. And you're going, no. I want to pray about that. And he goes, that's not the problem. This over here is the problem. Quit telling him how to be God. I was praying one day and I started worshiping. And I went, I'm trying to pray. And he said, and I'm trying to help you. I said, well, why do you want me to worship? He said, because you enter my gates with thanksgiving, you ain't even in the throne room, son. You need to come over here and worship me a while, and you don't need to be coming in here and make, I need this, and I need that, and I need that. I need you to get in here and act like I am God. Do you understand? I want you to worship me first. I will go in there later, but right now, I want you to give me glory. <laughs> and, and he said, I would appreciate it if you quit telling me how to do my job. You goofy thing. And see, people come to prayer meetings and they go, eh, we're going to pray about this. That's not what he wants to pray about. He has a plan and you don't have it. Follow his plan. 
One day, I was in my room and I was praying about ministry. Mine. Ministry. And I'm in there praying, Heavenly Father, I've come in here to pray about my ministry. See, I was a block mason. And I got tired of being a block mason. And so every day I'd come home and I would, uh, and I would uh, work out with weights and I'd run a couple of miles and then Lisa fixed me dinner and then I'd go into the bedroom and sit and pray about, I don't want to lay block anymore. I don't want to lay block. I'm tired of lay block. I've got a call and I'd pray. And the Lord said, pray for Nancy. And I went, help Nancy now. <laughs> y'all have never done this. I know y'all have never done this. Okay, help her. Now, for what's important. And I got mad at him. I said, why do you keep bringing up Nancy? I'm tired of being a block mason. And you are, Nancy, listen, help her. Okay, now. About a month later, I was at, Lisa's mother's house, and we were praying. And I began to intercede. Nancy died and went into hell. She went into hell. She's writing a book now on going to hell. And I began to groan and intercede for her. See, he was trying to get me to do that before. But I'm over there telling him how to do his job. See, I don't, I, I tell you, it's so sweet to walk in there and go, what do you want to pray about? You know, you don't have to groan every time you pray. Ah. Oh, come over here. Think if you ain't grunting, you ain't praying. Sometimes you might want to sing, just sing a song. So the Holy Spirit gave you a gift. It's called tongues. And it's, he did not make a mistake. Now, let's, let's read the most famous charismaniac scripture in the Bible. And we know all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. And we know that when Jojo got sick, God had a purpose for it. And we know that you lost your job and God had a purpose for you losing your job. And we know, you listen to me, you lame, numb nut. The reason JoJo got in a mess and you lost your job is because you have not been in there praying in the Holy Ghost over the things and not letting the devil rip you off and steal your loved ones and make you sick and rob you tooth and toenail of everything God's ever done in your life. All things are working together for your good because you've been in there praying in the Holy Ghost over the things that God gave you to pray about. And when you get up, you get up victorious over all the work of the enemy and then all things are going to turn for your good because you've been praying in the Spirit. Name one person in the New Testament that did not speak in tongues. Did Paul? Why don't you? Did David? David wasn't in the New Testament. Okay. Did Peter? Did James? 
Did John? Did Mary? Best we know. She was in the upper room. Now think about that for a minute. If they did what they did by the Holy Ghost, why does the church think it's going to do anything without him? Now, I've heard prophecies about the days we're living in. Smith Wigglesworth prophesied that in the last days, there would be a blending of the Word movement and the Holy Spirit. We've got the Word. Now, I'm going to make another statement here, and I don't want anybody to throw anything at me. I'm just going to make a... I'm going to be kind, but I'm going to say something that you, you don't agree with. I, first of all, let me say something positive. I love going to Mark Hankins' meetings. You know why? Because there's a corporate anointing. I love going in there and get drunk in the Holy Ghost because I get to get out of Apopka and I get to go someplace and spend a few days alone with God and get refreshed. But listen to me. Every time I get down, I don't have to go back to Louisiana. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Every time you get down, you don't have to go to Tampa. That's right. That's right. I'm having a bad week. Okay, that's getting quiet in this Baptist church. Why is God using men of God to teach you this? So you can do it at home. And here, you're being full of God has nothing to do with who's in the pulpit. That's true. That's true. We want Jonathan back. You need the Holy Ghost. Honey. God didn't give you Jonathan to, he's not Lord. He didn't fill you with Jonathan. He didn't fill you with Rodney. He didn't fill you with Mark. He filled you with the Holy Ghost. These men are sent into the body of Christ to help you so that you know what to do when they leave. Come on, guys. You don't have to have a dead church service because you don't have someone running aisles and jumping pews with a big name. God will send them, and, and you need to appreciate them. They have something to bring. And when you, they come, come get in it. You'll get things you never would have got. But the next Sunday, God is still here. The Holy Ghost is still here. And you can come in and get full of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to wait. Listen, what happens if the band don't even show up? Do you know how to worship God even if there ain't no band? My, my precious little wife gets to hear me at home sing, and I don't have no band at all. I'll get in my room and start singing, and she'll come up and lightly close my door. Clunk, clunk. And that means I don't want to hear you, Beller. God thinks I'm singing. But I ain't waiting on no band to sing. I'm going to sing all by myself. 
Y'all, I, I know I got to sound funny, but when you have your earphones on and you're listening to Hillsong, no one can hear Hillsong. They can only hear you missing notes. <laughs> and I know I sound, I sound like a donkey. I know it, but I'm having fun. I, 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 I got to tell you something. I love sitting in my room and praying the Holy Ghost, get drunk in the Holy Just get, sit and get, the world's crazy. I think I should go get drunk. <laughs> I think I'm going to get up and go to church this morning to get drunk. <laughs> I love church. I love church. All right. Tongues will make you powerful. Make you powerful. There's a time to pray the spirit of faith. The prayer of faith. But, I, but when I went in my room alone and started praying over my ministry, it took me weeks to pray out the will of God. Go to 1 Corinthians 14. I'm going to show you something. Are you listening to me? I want you to listen. I want you to, I'm having fun with you, but I'm, but I'm also being very, very serious. You will never step into all God has without you praying in the Spirit. You'll live and die weak. You'll live and die defeated. You'll live and you'll die. Never touch the glory. Until you, so, so let's talk about this for a minute. Praying in tongues takes faith. Listen to, just listen to me. You don't think my head doesn't fight me when I'm sitting in the room going, and my head is going, what are you saying? How long are you going to be in here? How long do you need to be doing this? It takes faith. You have to believe you're building yourself up on your most holy thing because you start out so Dry. And you have to believe it. You have to believe. Or you won't. If you don't believe in it, you won't do it. You see, even though some of y'all are filled with the Holy Ghost speaking tongues, you don't practice it much. Because, because your flesh goes, what are you doing? How long are you going to do that? I don't feel anything. How many of you believe your battery in your car is charged? When you go out, you hope it cranks, right? Did you feel the alternator charging it? Didn't feel nothing. That's true. You didn't go down the road and go, hey, car, it's working. How do you know it worked? You hit the switch and it cranks. How do you know you've been built up in the Holy Ghost? Someone says something to you and it doesn't tick you off and you go, that must have worked. That is true. That's true. When you lose your joy, you need to go pray in the Spirit. When your love walk in up there, you need to pray in the Spirit. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by God the Holy Ghost. Kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's a powerful gift. All right, 1 Corinthians 13 and 14, 1. Pursue love, desire spirituals, brethren, especially that you may prophesy. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. 
for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, we speak mysteries. What mysteries? The mysteries God put in you. What about your future? It's in you. It's in you. How are you going to get it out of you? You're going to pray it out. It's not the prayer of faith. So everything God's ever done in my life that has been of any account, I've had to pray it out in the spirit. I'm going to tell you something. You want to learn how to pray? Let the Holy Spirit teach you how to pray. Honey, he'll teach you. And you'll, you need to do it alone or with someone who knows because you're going to say things and you're going to do things that make no sense to your head. When you're praying in the Spirit and you go, Hwaisha! Hwaisha! Chop, 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 chop. And you're going, I hope nobody's watching me. And your brain's going, what are you chopping? I have no idea. Now listen to me. The, have y'all ever been in church when I was grumpy? Oh, that's a lie. I need someone honest. Have you ever been here when I was grumpy? Jody. I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't have been grumpy if I'd have spent a little more time with God. No, I'm just telling on me because I know you don't have the guts to tell about you. I have a flesh just like you have a flesh. And church isn't church if God ain't here. I don't care how good. I don't care how much Bible I know. Man, it's a whole lot sweeter. Put you in there when the preacher is full of God. And I understand that when I get full of God, there ain't no telling what I'll say or what I'll do. I'm like, whoa! You get drunk and you don't care what anybody thinks. Of course, I even like my sermons when I'm full of the Holy Ghost. And I get home, Elisa goes, that was good. If she says nothing, do you know what that means? I don't even ask her anymore. I... I said, how was the day? She goes, what you want for lunch? <laughs> bad. <or> bad. <laughs> now next, one, I don't know about next week. I can't promise you this. There is one more thing I want to talk about when it comes to joy. If you have ought against anybody, you better pay attention to that scripture. Because when you're mad at people, you don't have no joy. And you have to get on your knees and go, you have to find all the people who have ticked you off. Father, I forgive this one, I forgive that one. I mean, you can go through life bitter if you want to. But I think I'd rather be better than bitter. I'd just rather be full of God. And, and not only that, it'll make you sick. I'll tell you something. I, I went to the Lord one time and I said, well, why am I sick and I'm the one that's right? He said, look in the mirror and you'll know. Ugly. 
Have y'all ever prayed? Have you ever just somebody done somebody wrong? Song? You know, I'll forgive them before I go to bed. The Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I'm going to be mad all day. You just lost a whole day of joy right there. I'm going to tell you. But that's not this sermon. But I, where were we? As, as much as you love Jesus, you will make a mistake after mistake after mistake. Unless the Spirit of God's leading you. You're going to do stupid and then stupid and then stupid. And then you're going to get older and go, I'm stupid. And you don't need to. You could pray and go, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? I thank God for the way he led me. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I don't know how in the world anybody does it without him. He has kept me, watched over me. And I think one of the reasons that he uses me is because I am real ignorant. I'm smart enough to know that I'm ignorant. In other words, I go, God, I don't know nothing about that. And he goes, that's good that you've recognized this. I said, I'm going to pray right now, and I want you to help me. And he goes, that's really good. That's smart. And I go, I'm smart? He goes, don't let it go to your head. Just pray. But because of my upbringing, I have realized I lean on him very heavy. I'm going to make a statement right now, and you're going to think I'm bragging, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I've forgotten more Bible than all of y'all have ever known. When it comes to the Bible, I don't know too many people smarter than me. That's the honest to God truth. Mark Hankins was the first person I've seen in a long time that knew the Bible better than me. That doesn't matter if you're not full of the Holy Ghost. You can have knowledge and not have love, and the Bible says you're a zero. But I'm going to tell you a secret. All of my life, since the day I got born again, the more I pray in tongues, the more the Spirit shows me. Everything I know, He taught me. Folks, he would teach anybody the Bible if they would pray in the Holy Ghost. I didn't learn it reading books. I got it praying in the Spirit. I would be praying in the Spirit, and the Holy Ghost would say, have you noticed this scripture? And I'd go, oh, that is cool. And I'd open up my Bible, and I'd go, wow, that is cool. And then he would say, do you know why you're having trouble with this? And I go, no. And he goes, because of this. And I go, that is cool. Yeah. And he makes me look smart. 
Now, he's smart, but he's been downloading in me because I'm ignorant enough to pray in tongues. Yeah. A lot. All right. Is this making sense? Do you understand that what God wants to do right now in the church is to bring the church back? We are powerful. But only to the degree we're full. Empty Christians ain't worth a nickel. You can have a tank. No gas. It's just a hunk of metal. You can have an aircraft, no gas, it's just a hunk of metal. You can have a Christian, no gas, he's just a hunk of flesh. But you put gas in that, 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 that raptor. You put gas in that tank, baby, and you hear it go, oh. And, and the enemy goes, oh, crap. They got that tank fired up. I mean, when you're in your room and you're going, the devil's going, ooh, he's cranking. And he goes, uh-oh. Stop him. Stop him. Make the phone ring. Do something. Stop him right now. Oh, no. He's praying in the Holy Ghost. He's praying in the Holy Ghost. He's building up his self on his most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Folks, that anointing comes out of your spirit. It gets in your body. It heals your body. It drives all of the confusion out of your mind. All the devils of hell that have been bothering you, get up and go next door and bother your neighbors. Like Rodney says, these are not drunk as you suppose. This is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. I will pour out my spirit on the last days. I'm going to teach that boy how to speak English. Why would God make a big deal out of tongues and having whole meetings? to teach you about the Holy Ghost because He is the most powerful yes. gift Amen. ever given to a human Amen. aside from Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy Ghost is a gift. He's worth more than millions of dollars and all the gold on the planet, all the diamonds and the rubies and the cars and the house, He's worth more than anything God and He gave Him to you as a gift. He said, I'm taking my Holy Ghost and I'm giving him to you. And you need to go, welcome Holy Spirit. What do you want to do today, Holy Ghost? And he says, let's pray. I'm going to tell you something. Your best days are ahead. You say, right now some of you are going, you walked in here and said, I don't know what to do. I just told you what to do. The 
devil is mean. He is condemning you, driving you into depression, causing you to want to lose your mind and quit. You cannot fix that with your mind. You can't fix a spiritual problem with a natural answer. God gave you the answer to the sickness you're dealing with and the problems you're having at work and home with your family. He gave you the answer. He gave you the mighty Holy Ghost. I think we need a new t-shirt in this church with a big S. And it don't mean Superman. Super saint or spirit. Folks, a man full of God. I'm not talking about full of opinions about God. I'm talking about full of God. Kenneth Hagin said, the greatest miracles I've ever seen has been after seasons of praying in the Spirit. The Spirit of God has been dealing with me lately. Just me. Spending more time praying in the Holy Ghost. I had another sermon this morning. When I, right when I went to bed, he goes, after I worked on my sermon all week, then I prayed over the service. <laughs> Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I'm praying in the spirit. And I'm praying about my sermon. And he ain't even looking at me. Nikki, I promised us pray earlier in the week from now on. I'm going to pray earlier in the week. Last night when I went to bed, he said, Now you preach. I want my church to be full of power. I went, Shut And I scratched out these notes at 8.15. Say hallelujah. We're going to take communion in a minute. I'm going to give this over to my bride. Third best gift he ever gave me was Lisa. I don't know why I did that. I just want to, I like to love Zach. I love Zach. Zach is cool. Amber's cooler. Zach wouldn't know what he was doing if it wasn't for Amber. <laughs> I think most men wouldn't have a clue if they didn't have a good wife. You need to come up on Father's Day and go, thank you for, for the Bible. Uh, even on Father's Day, people are going to thank my mom. Because my father would be with a nigger one tomorrow. On Mother's Day, we celebrate Mother, and Father's Day, we celebrate Mother. <laughs> I'm, dr- I'm drunk as a skunk. I don't know what. Hallelujah! I want to say something else. Rodney says, we weren't supposed to go through life sober. You know, I got drunk before I got saved. You know, Mom and I were out one night. We were drinking. We we were in underground Atlanta. Both of us were pretty stewed. And I pulled into a a place to go to the bathroom, and she goes, I wouldn't go in there if I was you. I went, Mom, I have to pee. She goes, I know, but you, you don't want to. 
I said, why not? She goes, it's the police station. <laughs> I went, yeah, I think I'll go down the road and find another place. <laughs> and so when I got born again, I thought, I like being drunk. See, whenever you have a lot of problems, you just need to get drunk. I'm trying to qualify that. Thank you, Zach. In the Holy Ghost. And it's free. And you don't get a headache. And God good. Say this with me, Heavenly Father. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Please forgive me. I didn't do it on purpose. From now on, I will pay attention. I will pray in the Spirit. I'll pray by faith. I may not feel it, but I believe that you're working in me. Holy Spirit, make me powerful. Give me joy. Fill me up so I can make it through this life victorious, healthy. Help me pray over my family. I don't always know how to pray, but you do. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the gift of the Holy Ghost. In a minute, Lisa's going to come up. I'm assuming everybody here is filled with the Holy Ghost, speaks in tongues. If you came in today and you're not, just come up. You're not looking for tongues. You're looking for the, to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. And you will speak in tongues as a gift from God. Yeah. Yeah. A gift you need. You need it. Yeah. It is the door to the supernatural. Yeah. Most of the stuff you need in life that you need fixed is going to need to be fixed supernaturally. And the more you yield to it, the more supernatural your life will become. And we'll give us to Lisa. We're going to take communion. Did, did that help you guys? Are y'all glad I prayed in tongues before I came? Would you like me to pray in tongues next Saturday night? Will you raise my pay and I will. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm just joking. First Corinthians 11. There we go. This is a wonderful time of the service as they will be passing out the elements. I love to take communion. Jesus said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me and what I did for you. You know, sometimes people get uh, nervous during communion. They're like, oh my God, I don't want God to strike me dead because I know I hadn't been living right. <laughs> hey, listen to me. Just make the adjustment. In your heart, you know what you haven't been doing, right? Jesus' blood covers it, but make the adjustment. Walk in love. Walk in love toward yourself and toward others. If you know you're doing something wrong, ask God to forgive you. And say, thank you for the blood. Don't, don't treat it lightly. Isaiah 53 says, Surely he hath borne our sicknesses. Yes, it says in the King James, griefs and sorrows. But if you go back to the original Greek, it says, Surely he hath borne our sicknesses 
and carried away our pains. When someone bears something for you, you don't have to bear it. That's not yours to bear anymore. When someone brings the groceries in for you, you don't have to go take them back out to the car and bring them back in. That's stupid. We don't do that in real life. If someone brought your groceries in, they're in. You don't have to pick them up. Surely he bore and picked up the burden of sickness for you. And he carried away your pain. He was wounded for your transgressions. Not for his own. He's perfect. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement, what does that mean? The punishment for your peace was upon him. And by his stripes, you were healed. What does that mean? The punishment for you to be at peace. The punishment for your body to be at peace, your mind to be at peace, your spirit to be at peace. You're a three-part being. You're not just a spirit rolling around out here. You're a three-part being. That's how he made you. God provided healing for all the Israelites under the old covenant. He says, I am the Lord that heals you. He said, I'm your great physician. I am the Lord that heals you. I'll bless your bread and your water, and I'll take sickness from the midst of you. He was not talking spiritually there. He was talking about their flesh. And so this morning, if you have sickness in your body, when you take this cracker, Let's go to that. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for your body. My body was broken, so yours doesn't have to be broken. Do this in remembrance of me. Listen, if the blood of the lamb and them eating the lamb... If that took away their sickness and their disease under the old covenant, how much more the real Jesus, the, bl the blood of the real lamb, takes away? This is new. That was old. They had a great, great covenant. We have a much greater. So, Father, we give you thanks. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me for those things in my life that I've done that are wrong. Thank you for breaking your body for me. I receive that broken body so mine does not have to be broken. And now I eat. Thank you. Next verse, verse 25. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, not the blood of a regular lamb, not the old covenant. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus. I thank you that he died for my sins. He went to hell in my place. He washed me in his perfect blood. And I received that. I ask you to forgive me. I receive that forgiveness. And now I forgive others that have hurt me. And I receive this blood in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the biggest problems you and I face every day of our life is guilt and condemnation. We all do. Satan the Bible says is the accuser of the brethren. 
There's not a one of you in here that the devil doesn't bring up your mistakes. Communion is a positive time for you to remind the devil it was the blood. The only answer for condemnation and guilt, you cannot live on this earth full of guilt. Jesus paid every sin you've ever committed. He paid it. God is not holding any against you because he put it on Jesus. So when Satan comes, the Bible says that we overcome him by the blood. Some of you right now need to deal with the devil this morning. <clears throat> and all of, the, all of the stuff going on in your soul, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you didn't do this right. God did not save you because you were perfect. He saved you because he's perfect. He didn't save you because you were lovely. He saved you because he's love. So how do you answer the accusations? I plead the blood. I want you to tell the devil this right now. Say, Satan, I plead the blood. There is no guilt. There is no shame. And there is no judgment on me. Jesus took it. You cannot cross the bloodline. And I am washed in the blood. Now, one day we need to get in here and deal with this whole thing because the lack of faith in Christians is not a lack of knowing the word. It's the accusations of hell. You and I hear stuff in our head about ourself. The, the, your biggest enemy is you. If, if y'all were honest, you beat on yourself. You beat on yourself. God is not doing it. You are. And then... You pick on others. Stop picking on them and stop picking on you. If God accepted you, accept yourself. God loves you. If you were the only person on the planet, He'd have gone to the cross for you. That's how great His love is for you. If Hitler had asked Jesus to be the Lord on his deathbed, he'd be in heaven. The blood is powerful. Don't ever allow the devil to cross it. Start loving yourself balanced. You love others as you love who? That's the problem. You don't like you. I did this and I did that and I'm, uh-uh. God exceeds you complete in Jesus. He gave you His righteousness. You're as righteous as God. That's the way He sees you. You see you that way. That's what the blood does. You have no good life outside the blood. But with the blood... God treats you like you've never done a thing wrong. Let him. Now you go home and look in the mirror and you tell that guy in the mirror, now you leave me alone. 
Say, I'm washed in the blood. Say, I'm washed in the blood. Say, hey, devil, I'm washed in the blood. You notice when the death angel came, he didn't say, who's in that house? It didn't matter who's in that house. If Pharaoh had been in that house, blood was on the door. See, the moment you take communion, you're going, and blood on the door, baby. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I won't keep hearing it all day till we turn on a loan or something like that. But um, if you want prayer for any reason this morning, I know I prayed with you. But if you need prayer for any reason, you need someone to get in agreement with you. I'm going to have a couple altar workers come up. And uh, thank you. Love it when a female comes up. Females like to pray with females. Amen. God loves you. And he said he will answer your prayers. If any two are to get in agreement, he said, it shall be done for them. Bye, my Father in heaven. That's what Jesus said. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.